All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. now yeah there we go if you missed the lead i said nuge hit 100 points but you all knew that welcome into oilers nation every day live on the oilers nation youtube first comment goes to dayton jans who says the oilers are huge but nuge is huger then he's got the cool 100 emoji Mm, nah, that is cool. Line underneath. Uh, he says, everything seems to be connecting for a deep run. Let's go Oilers. We're going to talk about that a little bit today on the show. There is a lot for us to get to today on the show. As always, we are streaming to you live from the Sports Closet studio. You can check them out online, sportscloset.ca. Maybe you want to match myself and bag milk. Get a nice royal blue Ryan Nugent Hopkins jersey on your back before the start of the playoffs. Check out sportscloset.ca. They also do the stitching. Like you can buy a blank, send it away. Like if you want a Devin Shore number 19, you could do that. Maybe I do have a Devin Shaw number 19 coming in the mail someday, Tyler. Maybe. Shout Maybe out to Sports do. Closet. It is, uh, a, it is funny when something happens on our show. Obviously, we are slightly delayed to what the chat is. And boy, oh boy, did people let us know that we were muted. Holy smokes. I've never seen the chat move like that before. It was, it was very holy to see. <laughs> muted. No sound. Uh, Tyler. Oh no, no audio. No sound. Redo. Muted. No sound. No sound. Muted. Ha 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 ha. 
no audio. Tyler, you're muted. No sounds. Volume. Check, check. Noobs. See how annoying this can be, everybody? <laughs> uh, no, appreciate everybody watching. Appreciate everybody letting us know that uh, we, you could not hear us, but you can now. So we are ready to go. Tyler Mulek says, I'll never cheer for the LA Kings, but I will cheer for a Vegas loss. Yes, yes. it's an interesting night on the out-of-town scoreboard. We're going to get into that a little bit later on the show. But first, it's our three big things for our friends over at Betway for all your sports betting needs. They got you covered. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Uh, number one, Liam, it's the 100 for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. 36 goals and 64 assists on the season for number 93. Uh, listen, there are going to be a lot of people who are like, uh, didn't score enough at even strength. Uh, he's a 100-point player in like his 11th year in the NHL. A guy who committed to this franchise, committed to this city, committed to the fan base in a way that no player has ever done. A fan favorite through and through. A guy who sat through a lot of bullshit with the Edmonton Oilers when they were bad. To see him be continually rewarded this season with this career year is nothing but heartwarming. Is it too early to call him a legend in this city? Like, I no. know that's kind of like, he's obviously got a lot of time left, but man, that guy for what he's done for this team and just like through the times of like, Almost everybody getting traded just out. Like, there's that picture of the kids line, isn't it? Yeah. Paul Eberle and Nuge. And Nuge Hope, Paul Omar, Pierre That's Eberle. Right. Omar, big one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's awesome. And he's just been so consistent all season two, which we've addressed multiple times on this one. But the empty net goal made me laugh because there is a clear opportunity for him to shoot there. And he yeah. just felt like he really didn't want to do it himself. He didn't want to make it about Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And honestly, it kind of felt like a perfect way to get it, in my opinion, of like a guy who's just been here through it all, never really been the top, top guy, but always been the guy who's just been there and done it through thick and thin. And there he is leading the flyby despite getting a second assist. It's just a, just a cool moment. And I think everyone was just rooting for it to happen. Someone asked, how many coaches and GMs have Ryan Nugent Hopkins gone through? Well, his first would have been Tom Rennie then Ralph Kruger, then Dallas Akins, who watched him get 100 points and actually had some really nice things to say about Ryan Nugent Hopkins before the game, uh, which is great. Todd Nelson, Nelson, Todd McClellan, Ken Hitchcock, Dave Tippett, Jay Woodcroft. If you want to count that little bit of time when Craig McTavish came down to the bench as well, you could even throw him in there. And it's as many as nine head coaches. If you want to go GMs, um, I mean... Was Tambellini the one that drafted him? Tambellini, Mac T., Shirelli, Holland. So just the four. Just the four. Yeah, only four. Only four. Only four different GMs for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I feel like we're even forgetting someone in there. Um, But the point is, he's been through a lot. And to see him have this year is unbelievable. You could obviously tell how much the fan base loves him. You couldn't go more than two Instagram stories through your feed without someone sharing something about Ryan Nugent Hopkins hitting 100 points. And a lot of people were sharing the shirt we dropped. We'd been teasing it for a couple of days. Year of Nuge available at nationgear.ca. I think we're going to throw a link in the description of today's episode as well. Celebrate the 100 points for Lil Nuggy. All proceeds go to bagged milk. They don't actually. Um, they go towards paying for the shirts to be made. Uh, you're a nude up now, nationgear.ca. The nude shirts always move quickly as well. So you won't want to waste some time getting into it. Uh, yeah. Twisted says, seeing the boys so amped for Nuge was a beauty to see. Corb said, Nuge, the ageless wonder. I loved how Zach Hyman scored. Didn't even really want to celebrate. No. Right into the net to go grab that puck. 
They let Nuge do the flyby. Love that the broadcast kept showing Nuge on the bench, kind of laughing as well after and having a big smile. It was awesome. You could even tell on this goal, Connor McDavid was like, oh, better make sure Nuge touches it real quick. Um, perfectly executed on the empty netter. Just a great moment. Yeah, it, it was cool. And just to see the players' reaction to it as well, mm-hmm. where everybody wanted this moment for Nuge on the bench. Everyone's shaking his head around. And yeah, it's, it's just cool. And it just shows the unity of this team right now too. Of, yep. You know they got to go out there and win games, but there's also other accomplishments that players are trying to hit. And everyone's obviously fully aware. And the Nuge was huge. And he looked fly. Last night going into that rink. Great suit. Did he? Oh, yeah. Very nice. He talked about his suit with Gene. And yeah, it was cool. He talked about the stand-ins too. And he was kind of, they asked him like, do you do you look at the stand-ins very often? He's like, it's not something the team as a whole like goes and looks at every single night, but we're very aware of what, yeah. what race we're in and where we're kind of at and everything. So I've kind of liked the all these interviews recently of just the honesty. And you can just kind of feel like the... They're relaxed, but ready. Yeah. Number two on our list of three big things from last night's victory over the Anaheim Ducks. The Oilers have allowed two goals in their last four games. It is remarkable. And Jack Campbell was steady last night, made some big stops to this team, flashed the leather a few times. He was solid, stopping at 27 of 28 in the victory for the Oilers. It's been a really solid run here for Campbell. 964 save percentage last night picks up his 21st W of the season. That record is good. Um, but here's what I'll say. Wise Kyle, Tyler, have you started your Jack Campbell apology tour? You might need to start it soon. It's two games against the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. He's played really good, but I mean, like, come on, Jack Campbell's not getting playoff starts. This is all about Stuart Skinner. I said every Jack Campbell start is about resting Stuart Skinner. And hey, I give him a ton of credit because Campbell's kind of put that rough patch behind him. Hopefully this is a sign he's mentally getting to a really good spot as well, because I think that's something that's rattled him. And I'll be honest, when he gave up that goal against Anaheim, I was a little bit like, okay, this is a good test for Jack Campbell. He went five periods without giving one up. Now he's surrendered one. Is he going to be able to, you know, mentally stay sharp here? And to his credit, he did. I think this is a really, really positive sign for Jack Campbell. And as someone said in the chat, I was mistaken, Mexican. I really hope Soup and Stew can keep this rolling into next year. This is exactly what we need. Two goalies playing amazing, only allowing two goals in what, 12 periods? Love to see it. And I love to see it as well. Like, don't, don't get that. Don't get me wrong on that. But even if he pitches two more shutouts from now to the end of the year against the San Jose Sharks, it's Stuart Skinner's crease in the playoffs. So let's not get mistaken about that. Yeah, I agree. I'm, but like you said, Tyler, to, to Campbell's credit, he went in there and he stopped the shots he mm-hmm. could, right? And the one that went in, I think, was probably a decent goal by Anaheim. Yep. So Campbell's done well. Let's not get carried away with who the opponents are. But I think it's now probably three games in a row where Campbell, I, I'm going to count the Arizona game because I think the majority of that game, he was solid that he's putting together some good performances. And we mm-hmm. did see that little stretch right before the All-Star Gate, maybe a little bit after too, where Campbell probably was the best goaltender on New Orleans for that little period there when Skinner was having his baby and everything. So yep. hopefully we can see some just competition between the crease, I suppose. But obviously this is Skinner's. And also I think just confidence in front of him too. Like the, the team is now seeing that like Campbell is making these saves. And I think can't think of any massive saves he really had to make yesterday. 
No, it wasn't anything yeah. crazy. Like I'm kind of looking at the five V five numbers from last night. I mean, the Oilers gave up 25 shots at five on five, um, but only eight of them were considered from high danger areas, according to natural statrix. So yeah, like Edmonton played really, really well in front of Jack Campbell, but he didn't give up any weak ones, which again is a, it's important. That's a big, big thing for him is just stop the pucks you're supposed to. And we're going to be happy uh, again we're not going to sit here and start doing an apology tour for the season. He's got an 888 percentage on the year. He was due to give this team some good starts, but it's, it's coming at a big time because that first spot in the division is still open ish. hundred percent. And it just shows that I think Campbell has elevated his game in the moment, right? Like mm-hmm. when you needed him to really, really show up, Campbell has, you could say, right? So yeah, it's uh it's good to see. And there was one other thing I was going to add, but it's uh slipped in my mind. Oh, that's it. Do you start considering the under for the Edmonton Oilers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's it's interesting because they're clearly tightening things up quite a bit at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if this is just kind of like, all right, we're getting into playoff mode here. We're not Mm going to be able to play this run and gun every single night in the postseason. Maybe it's time we tighten things up a bit defensively. And, you know, obviously it's, it's good. You would like to have seen it almost all season, but I think it's fair to say some of these six, five games have been rather entertaining some of the year, but in the playoffs, I'll, I'll take a nice three, one win where the clock seems to never stop and just rolls into the night. That game last night went so fast. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I, I actually want to look at what the actual final time on it was. Actually, speaking of time, so this is off topic a little bit, but uh, in baseball, they now have the shot, the pitch count, right? Mm-hmm. There was that gentleman the other day. I think he was on the Miami Marlins. Yeah, Sandy Alcantara. The, the game was an hour and 59 minutes. Yeah, and there was Crazy. one nothing Marlins because Alcantara threw a gem. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, that game last night at two hours and 22 minutes was tied for the third quickest game of the Oilers season. The one against St. Louis, 2 nothing back in October is up there. And somehow a 4-3 overtime win over Vegas in November is up there as well at 2-20. Oh. Oh yeah, the weird. one. Uh, that's the one where I was at, yeah. in Joey's, and I had to watch it through two sets of windows in the Fat Burger across the street. Enjoyable it, way to watch a game. It was awesome. Good. Uh, there's been five other games this year that have been two hours and twenty two minutes. What's the uh, longest. The longest was a five four OT victory against the San Jose Sharks, which oh. would be the game when there was like six reviews. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that one was two hours and 51 minutes for the Oilers. Uh, all right. We're getting sidetracked. It's our three big things brought to you by our friends at Betway. Uh, Nuge 100. Jack Campbell only given up one goal. Again, number three is third line magic. Oilers won that game. Campbell played well and they got depth scoring, which is a big, big thing. Something this group has kind of been lacking for a while. So to see uh, them come through and have that third line of Bukestad, Costin, and Yanmark chip in, they outshot the Ducks five to two at five on five. They outscored them two to nothing. The only line that had a five V five goals goal for for the Edmonton Oilers really, really impressive. And again, as we build up to hopefully a long playoff run, having a third line that can really contribute offensively and not just score, but push the play in a positive direction. That's huge for this team. How good is Nick Bukestad been since we got him? He has been such a great asset to this team. And, and I'm just wondering, like, Depending on how his playoffs go, I think the Oilers have got to find a way to tr- probably try and resign this guy. Like mm-hmm. his size, he's good on the penalty kill. He's a really good faceoff guy. He's obviously his offense is a little higher than it typically would be, but he's going to finish. You would imagine if he was on the Oilers at the start of the season, he'd probably be a 
20 to 25 goal scorer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. But yeah, that third line, it was good to see Clem Costin kind of get his feet moving a little bit last night. Really good finish on the goal he had too. And Yanmark has those games, doesn't he, where he kind of finds that offensive touch that he does have and, and gets mm-hmm. it going. I think that's why he's kind of a valuable player to this team. But I was glad to see them experiment a little bit with Clem on that third line instead of a Warren Fogel. And it really, really worked. So hopefully this is just kind of a sign of things to come for costing down the road here a little bit and i guess on focal you would probably like to see him score a few more goals but again he's getting chances which is still good yeah uh clay ruby i'm late to the party are the nuge 100 shirts available yes clay nation gear dot c a tyson says did you see costin's post-game interview the guy's hilarious i love him yeah i love him too uh he's been a little inconsistent i think there are parts of his game that you kind of look at and go I can see why maybe the coaching staff doesn't trust you all that much or consistently, I should say. Take some bad penalties. Uh, he He's known to have some untimely turnovers. He's not a big fan of just getting pucks in deep. But still, that offensive upside, that physical element of his game that they really don't have elsewhere in their bottom six, that guy can play in the playoffs on my team. He, I, lo- I love him. I still do. Like Again, he dipped from the clean is him love affair that we had early on. Mm-hmm. I get it. I'm not, I don't know if he'll be back next year, but for now, I think he's a valuable part of this team. He's kind of like a, he's like an Anton Slepeshev in a way. Can yeah, score, can forecheck yeah. kind of hard. I mean, Slepeshev wouldn't drop the mitts, but. Yeah, I was going to say maybe a little, just a little tougher in that side of things, but yeah, yeah, I think that's a good, good example. A guy who like, if push comes to shove, could probably play in the top six every now and then. Yeah, I if you needed him in a pinch. But yeah, 12, 12 minutes last night, two points, two shots, plus two. He, get, he gets a lot of shots. Like he's, I'm just kind of looking mm-hmm. at his games, uh, game logs here, and he has a shot per game, which is which is good for a bottom six guy. But Clem feels like one of those guys that when the playoffs come around, he, his game's going to elevate because of the physicality and just the emotion about it. I feel like that's when we're really going to see the most of Clem Costin. See that shot from Scotty Scheffler? <laughs> My eyes that was nails, man. Right that was now. nails. <laughs> that was unbelievable. He stuck that within like three feet. I don't know how far out he was. Uh, people in the chat wanted to know who we're betting on to win the Masters. I am riding Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Corey Connors. I also have a bunch of DraftKings lineups, so there's like 30 guys I'm keeping an eye on. But I, I always like watching Morikawa. I do like seeing him win, but you got to go with one of the the British guys, right? I know England, England has it. Rory? Fantastic. I like I Rory. Wanna, is his name Fitzpatrick? Yeah, Matt Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I like Fitzpatrick, especially after full swing. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of this is when I get on board for them for the golf stuff. I know this they call this the official, unofficial start to the season, right? Start of uh, that, yeah, that would be the, the players, players yeah. yeah, or the PGA. Sorry. Okay, but I've been I've been watching. I'm not a massive golf fan, but I I do enjoy watching watching the Masters, and I enjoy watching Tyler watch the Masters. It is quite the experience. Oh, I it's a write-off <laughs> for me, dude. Like, today was a hectic morning behind the scenes at Nation Network offices. I still found time to watch a good amount of golf. Uh, the Jays also up 2-0 in the first. Uh, Matt Chapman, hottest player in baseball. Sixth okay. double of the season. He doubled home Dalton Varsho and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. It's interesting, because he had a very difficult start to last season, if I remember. You correctly. are correct, yeah. yeah so... Let's see the Chapman back in action. Two nothing Jays. Back to back doubles for Varsho and Chapman. We're turning this into just a general sports talk show today. Where is Anson Slapishev playing now? Someone just asked. Please find out. I won't be able to continue with the show until I know. All right. Here we go. Hockey DB. He is with CSK Moscow. He has 27 points in 50 games this season. Five goals in 16 playoff games. Oh, they're in the playoffs already. Didn't even notice. Yep, they are. 
Uh, Twisted says 2019 was the greatest masters watching tiger win was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very cool. That was great. Yeah. Hovland leading the pack right now, as twisted says seven under on hole 15. He's crushing that course right now. Another good one was when Garcia won. Whatever year that was. Yeah. That was a while back. I remember watching that thing. And that was a, that was a fun one. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Canadians in contention at the masters. I should say not in contention. Mac Hughes, Adam Svensson, not off to great starts. Here's Mac Hughes on the par 316. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ooh, that's going to be close. That's Oh, oh he almost aced that. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. You put that within like three <laughs> inches. Okay, back to the hockey talk. The biggest mistake we've made is putting our monitor with the Masters on right there. It is wildly distracting. Uh, Desker says Frozen 4 also starts today. Yes, NCAA yep. hockey. If you want a little preview of uh, what to watch at the Frozen 4, Stephen Ellis was on Daily Faceoff live earlier today. You can find that by heading to the Daily Faceoff YouTube channel. I just want to quickly look. 5,020 subscribers at the DFO YouTube. Oh, nice. If you're watching this, do us a solid go subscribe there. I'd like yeah. to see that. You know, there's 270 you watching this right now. I'm sure you don't all subscribe to the DFO YouTube. Just head over there, hit the subscribe button. Maybe we should go in and comment on this as Daily Face Off. I'd love to get it up to like 5,100 to? today. Why not? Why not? Uh, Kyle the Embalmer, did I stumble into Masters Nation? Hey, pretty much. Hey. Pretty much. Uh, all right. Those are our three big things for our friend at Betway. For our friends at Betway 19 plus, please play responsibly. Uh, back-to-back days without a game for the Oilers. So we're going to have to wait a while for a Sherwood Ford Giant game day, but we'll be back on Saturday for that bad boy. Within, they have a two o'clock start against the San Jose Sharks. But there was some action on the AMA Travel Out of Town scoreboard. The Calgary Flames, they lose to the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> And then roll in the next night, start the same goalie and beat the Winnipeg Jets, keeping their slim playoff hopes alive. They are now tied with Winnipeg for the final spot in the NHL's wildcard race. But Winnipeg has a game in hand and Winnipeg owns the tiebreaker. So a couple of things really not working in their fashion or working in their favor right now for the Flames. The other thing 
Nashville still fully controls their own fate. Yes. Nashville plays both Calgary and Winnipeg in their final five games. And if they win out and go five and oh, Nashville will actually have that final playoff spot. So the West is still wide open to an extent. I still personally give the Flames the third best shot there just because Nashville has a chance to control their own destiny. That is worth something. Winnipeg holds the tiebreaker over both of those teams. Calgary's played the most number of games played. Tonight, there is some action to watch in the uh, playoff races and in the race for the top spot in the Pacific. The Vegas Golden Knights, one point up on the Edmonton Oilers. Just one. Vegas has a game in hand. That game in hand comes tonight when they take on the LA Kings. LA Three points back of Edmonton with a game in hand. So both these teams playing their game in hand this evening. If Vegas wins, they move back to within one point of the Oilers and potentially getting home ice in round one. Okay, that doesn't scare me that much. If LA wins, though, the bigger storyline will not be them creeping closer to Edmonton. It will be Edmonton being right there with the Vegas Golden Knights. They would need just one, need to gain just one point on Vegas in the final three games of the regular season to grab the first spot in the Pacific because Edmonton holds the tiebreaker and by a pretty clear margin as well. So uh, a big game tonight that you're all going to want to keep an eye on between LA and Vegas. Liam, you can pick. You can give a win tonight. You got magic in you. You can choose Vegas or LA winning this hockey game. Would you rather still have a shot at first in the division or lock up home ice advantage, more or less? Oh, I think you got to go with the, the number one spot. You got to weigh him higher, right? I think I think the others are better than LA and Vegas, to be honest. And I think this last little run has really proven that for them. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Kings to win tonight on the road against Vegas. Do we know who Vegas is going to start by chance? Uh, Jonathan no. Quick revenge game, anybody? Oh, I feel like that would probably be a mistake, but <laughs> me too. But I could see it also mm-hmm. happen. Uh, Laurent Brassois is the likely starter. He was in the starters crease this morning. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm going for. I'm going for winning the winning the Pacific. Yeah, pack me eight. too. Again, that the pack eight. I love that. Uh, the idea of them potentially getting Seattle in round one is just very, very appetizing to me. I like that. Mm-hmm. I want that matchup and. You know, could I potentially be eating crow when they lose and crack into the seven? It's not going to happen. I think it would be a quick series for the Oilers. I think they are by far the worst team to make the playoffs in the Western Conference. Uh, Seattle is playing Arizona tonight. If they beat the Yotes, they clinch. So Seattle looking to clinch for the first time in franchise history. Although, would it be Seattle the Oilers would play if they won the division? Because they would be the number one seed in the West, more than likely, right? So wouldn't that give them Winnipeg or Calgary or Nashville, I suppose? It would it'll probably come down to that game against Colorado though. So this is why it's all confusing, right? Because Colorado is five points back of the Oilers, but they have three games in hand. If Colorado, yeah. They've just played from behind all year. It feels like if Colorado beats the Oilers in regulation, they would be three points back still with three games in hand. So you would imagine they can go two and one and win the conference. Best case scenario, in my opinion, is Edmonton wins the Pacific comes second in the conference gets Seattle because I think the only thing that can stop the Oilers is getting goalied by someone, right? Like a playoff series, no matter who you're up against. I know I just talked a ton of shit about the Seattle Kraken. No matter who you're up against, you need an element of luck to win a best of seven playoff series in the NHL. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of times the best team doesn't win. They get a couple bad bounces. You're going to have, in all likelihood, a bad game mixed into a playoff series. 
And if some of your good games get stomped out by the other team's goalie just being elite, there's sometimes just nothing you can do about that. And I look at Nashville, UC Soros, perennial Vesna guy. He can steal you a series. Jacob Markstrom doesn't really scare me, but you know you're getting the best out of the Flames. And he's a guy whose ceiling is very high. Connor Hellebuck can single-handedly win you a playoff series. Jonas Corposalo looks like a guy that can single-handedly win you a playoff series. Seattle doesn't have that. I don't think Vegas has that, which is why I'd prefer to play one of those two teams. And there you go. That's my take. There you have it. There you have it. I don't disagree. I I do think this Oilers offense might be too much at times, though, for some teams. But Mm -hmm. there'll definitely be games this playoffs where it's like, holy smokes, how are the Oilers going to beat this guy? It'll come. Happens every single series. And, right? It's even like when they play Pavel Francouz or whatever his name is last year. Yeah. It's like, how is this guy goalie in us? But it just happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be uh it'll be interesting. Here's the West playoff bracket right now. Um, if the playoffs were to start today, this is the way things would go. Um, Edmonton, LA with home ice advantage. Listen, I I would like home ice advantage for the Edmonton Oilers, but here's where I'll go with this. I don't think it actually changes their chances of winning a series. I mean, I just, again, people are going to make a big stink. Oh, game seven, game seven, game seven, game seven at home means game six is on the road and game six. Guess what? Just as important as game seven, because you can either wrap up the series or you need that win to get to a game seven. So I get it. The extra game at home matters a bit. I just like having home ice for the general vibes of the whole thing, which is going to sound weird, but like game one at home would be fun. To be in Edmonton, have Rogers place rocking, win the playoffs, start again. I would like that. But in terms of, you know, a betting line or my view of the percent chance the Oilers beat the Kings, it really doesn't change all that much with home ice advantage. Let's do the math here quickly. Yeah, okay. So in the series, in last playoff run, the Oilers lost in game one to the Kings. Yep. Lost in game five to the Kings at home. Yeah. Beat Calgary all four times. Yep, five one. Yeah. Then they lost two games to Colorado, Colorado at home. So they yeah. lost that's five four games on home ice last season and mm-hmm. then one I mean I'm gonna look up the numbers right yeah. now real quick. Well, just my check. point is it's like fairly close to like what it was and that you know it's it just doesn't matter. You gotta go out there and win the hockey game. The ice is the same. Obviously the fans play a big part in it mm-hmm. for most times, but that game against LA in game seven, it's not like they always blew the wheels off the LA Kings. It was two nothing and Conor McDavid got a super late goal. It's very, very tight. The Oilers were four and four at home and four and four on the road last year in the playoffs. There you have it. There you have it. <laughs> there you have it. Um, it again, it, like I'd like it, but I'm not like freaking out about them potentially not getting home ice, which is why I want LA to win because I'd rather keep the door open at potentially winning the Pacific division. Uh, Squishies for breakfast. Boy, that's a name. Feels like it could be a magical run in the playoffs this year. And I'm with you. 100%. Christopher says it will be fun. Positive attitude. Yes, totally. Um, This year, there are so many things pointing in the right direction. The Nuge season, career year, Zach Hyman having a good year. The big guns have been relatively healthy. You haven't had to have a point where Drysaddle, McDavid, or Darnell Nurse miss an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Stuart Skinner has come out and become a number one goalie, and he made the All-Star game. You get Matthias Ekholm. He's looking great. A guy like Vinny DeHarnay was an American League afterthought. A guy who didn't start this season on the roster, impactful role. Klim Kost and Matthias Yambark didn't start the season on the roster. Nick Bukestad's looking great. So many things pointing in the right direction. But the idea that this year is like 
a rarity, I don't buy. I mean, let's go back to last year. Coming into the playoffs, there was excitement. We all remember it. But this year, I feel like we're coming in with a bit more confidence as a fan base and not just like a hope they do it. It's like a no, they can do it. This team actually is one of the best in the NHL. And guess what? You're going to feel this way next year, Oilers fans. You're going to feel this way the year after that as well, because this isn't a team who has pried open a short-term window. This isn't a situation where, you know, three guys are walking at the end of this season and we're hooped and we have no picks and the cupboard's empty, blah, 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 blah. It's just not the case at all. Of their top five forwards, all of them are under contract for next season. All of them are under contract for the year after that. Of their top four D-men, all of them are under contract or are under team control. Bouchard's an RFA. Mm -hmm. All of them are under contract or team control the year after that as well. This team has a little bit of money this offseason. The cap could be going up. There's no reason. Bag milk just popped in. Um, There's no reason to think that this feeling we have of the Oilers being a legit cup contender. It's not going anywhere, folks. No, this is the Edmonton Oilers firmly starting their window of being not just a playoff contender, but a Stanley cup contender. I completely agree. Um, I would try to add something more to that, but I'm not sure if there's anything yeah, else I to mean, say. Like, sure. It's all true. I think the only thing I'll say is last season, I think there was more hope that we could do it. And then obviously everything happened the way it was. And it was mm-hmm. disappointing ending, but also a successful season as a whole. Mm-hmm. Where now this season, there's the expectations of we can do this. Like we can go out and win the Stanley Cup. And that, that feeling hasn't been in the city for a long time. I wasn't around for 2006, but I'm sure it was kind of one of those things where it's like, all right, well, now we're in the Stanley Cup final. Clearly yeah. we can win, but I'm sure the belief never was like, Oh, we're the eighth seed. We can go and do this. Like, you know, this could be the number one seed in the Western Conference this season. It is not far fetched at all. Yeah, it's wild. And it's it's fantastic to see. And Ken Holland, to his credit, we've bashed him a lot over the couple last couple of seasons, but he is he's got his team in a good spot to go out and try and compete to win Lord Stanley. Since January first, the Oilers are the second best team in the NHL with 61 points in 41 games. It's remarkable. And here's one I'll throw your way. Heard this conversation driving in when I was listening to 1260. Um, they talked about Woodcroft being a coach of the year candidate. I don't see it happening this year. I think Jim Montgomery in Boston's got that thing on lock. Yeah. I think Bruce Cassie in his first year with the Golden Knights, battling through those injuries, is a very good candidate. Maybe he's on the same level as Woodcroft. Pete DeBoer, first year in Dallas, getting them to the level they are. That's great. Dean Evison in Minnesota has done great things with a roster that, you know, is $12 million short of other contending teams. Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff in New Jersey. They booed him in the home opener and then they made the playoffs. Like, my three, that's a good one on Ruff. I would probably have Montgomery, Ruff, Evison as my three or DeBoer, one of those two. But like Woodcroft, I don't even think he's in the top five, if we're being honest. He's a great coach. I love yeah. him. Since he's taken over, the Oilers are the third best team in the NHL or something last year. So yeah, it, it, I love him, but I don't think this is the year he gets coach of the year. Uh, not trying to discount him by any means, but it has been a simple year for Woodcroft in a yeah. way. Like there's not been many big injuries. Like we've had the goalie issues where Campbell hasn't been great. But besides that, like mm-hmm. this team's been pretty rock solid for most of the year. But yeah, then you look in Boston and some people said they weren't going to make the playoffs. Um, and then it was a bunch of You're watching stuff. Fitzpatrick about to shoot. That's why you're all thrown <laughs> off. <laughs> so they weren't going to make yeah. the playoffs. And like Minnesota had all these cap issues and all the one of the best. And then obviously just being a new coach in a new mm-hmm. situation. So yeah, I don't think this is Ward Cross year, but he's been 
I wouldn't be surprised if Holland got GM of the year, though. When you look at one, the GMs vote on it. Like Lou Lamorello's gotten that thing in years where you're like, why is Lou Lamorello getting GM (laughs) of the year? And I think you can look at Holland, go back to the offseason, even go back to just what he's done here. New time and Kane, all in the $5 million range, all impact pieces. You go out and get Ekholm, go out and get Bukestad, Skinner. I mean, the Campbell deal is a blemish, but I don't. I think there's enough good moves there that the other GMs might just be like, yeah, Kenny deserves it. Also, they don't vote on that until like the final four. <laughs> so if the Oilers are in the Western Conference final, he's probably going to get it. Yeah, like Joe Sackett got it last year, right? Yeah. And I mean, his team was great, but yeah, you get to the Stanley yeah. Cup finals, it's going to add a bit more value to the vote. Mm-hmm. Christopher says Ruff should get it. Yeah. Deskra says Montgomery locked it up in like December. I'm with you. That team's record setting this year. It's been, uh, it's been unbelievable. Victor Hovland to save par. This is what the show is going to be like tomorrow too. Um, Sparky unsung hero. Besides the obvious Yamamoto little guy, not afraid to go into the corners. Most times he comes out with the puck. It's going to start clicking for him. Yeah. That's a guy who I could see getting really hot and scoring a couple big goals in the playoffs. Again, he's just a dog on the forecheck. I love that about him. I've, he's been pretty good. Like, what's he at now? 24 points a season mm-hmm. in 55 games. That doesn't look great, I suppose, but he's an effective player every single night. And it's some words I say almost every single show. He has a positive impact on this team on the regular. And even I'll if he's not that. scoring. Yeah, I'll take that from him. And I think yep. he's worth almost every penny, to be honest. Half a point per game since February 1st for Yamamoto. Six goals in his last 24 games. I mean, you'd like that production to go up a little bit. Got five in his last 18, though. 11 points in his last 18 games. That would be since March 1st. He's been like slowly moving in the right direction is kind of my point with those numbers. So, yeah, I like him. Uh, I I think, you know, as the sixth piece of that top six, he's perfectly fine. It's a good take. Uh, Christopher says 2023 version of Fernando. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? How was he in the playoffs last year? Yeah, he didn't have a great playoffs. Okay. Yeah. We'll cut that. Yeah. Cut it out. Wait, we're live. <laughs> cut out all the masters talk too while you're at it. I feel like people might not like that. I'm looking up Yamo's playoff numbers from last year. Two goals in 14 games. Not great. Not great. But hurt, he's I due suppose. then. Yeah, he's due. It just takes a couple early, I think, to really get rolling. Like you saw Van de Kane last year, yeah. right? Like if you don't score in those first two or three games, does he have for the playoff run that he has? Probably not. He's probably not as impactful. Mm-hmm. It just takes it takes that early window. Uh, Ski Bum says 2023 Pisani is Fogel. And I could see that as well. Because when he gets the scoring touch going, giddy up, Warren Fogel gets going. Warren Fogel will score a breakaway goal as playoffs. That's my hot take, which is hilarious. It's a bit of a hot take. His production's dipped just two, go- two goals since the start of March. But he's still getting looks and he's yeah. engaged physically, which is the biggest thing for me with Fogel. Is like, I want that guy looking at Kyler Yamamoto and being like, hey, look, when he's not scoring, he still gets chances. He still goes harder than that. And he still forechecks like a freaking demon. How many minutes did he play last night? I don't know. He was, I'm just thinking if Klim got, went down, went up a line, Fogel must have gone down. He played, played, he played almost 12 minutes. Yeah. 11, shots on goal, 17 shifts. 11.58 all at five on five. Shots were 9-9 when he was on the ice. So yeah, not, not a bad night from Warren Fogel last night. Had a big hit as well. Uh, Tyler Mulek, does Bag Milk get a mic for the end of the show? No, he went away already. He's wearing his Otani jersey though, and he looks dashing in it. Um, all right. Let's, uh, ooh, Mito, is that a birdie? Oh, I missed it. Uh, let's get to our betting for today. <laughs> Ding. What do you All like right. tonight? Well, I think there's only one place to go for tonight. Well, there's two. I had to pick two. But the one I'm going with mostly is an LA Kings win. You got to manifest it. Even money on the road will take that one. And then 
We'll see. That offense, I would imagine, maybe gets going a little bit against the Vegas Golden Knights. And then the Arizona Coyotes, I have sang their praises a lot on this show throughout the season. They're a bad road team. Boy, oh boy, have they been leaking goals. I think they lost 8-1 recently to uh, to Seattle, 7-2 to San Jose, and I think it was like 5-2 to Dallas. So the over sounds very nice in this one. Then you mix in the 5-4 when the others had against them too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's... uh, there you go. The over in the over in Seattle, Arizona, and then we're going to manifest an LA Kings victory royale. I like that. I also like taking the Kraken on the puck line. I think it's the same payout minus one hundred five. Uh, Arizona's junk, and I think the vibes of Seattle having a chance to clinch at home tonight. I think they'll go pedal to the floor, win that hockey game. Shout out to Betway nineteen plus. Please play responsibly. Uh, some people wondering who comes out of the lineup when Ryan McLeod is back. I think it's pretty cut and dry. They're probably going to run twelve and six. They're probably going to pop Devin Shore out. And it'll look something like, flash this up, Aaron. Derek Ryan moved to the right side in that Broberg spot. McLeod down the middle. I, I would keep costing up with Bukestad and Yanmark, though, and go Fogel, McLeod, Ryan. That sounds like a good fourth line, Dan. That is a, it's a third line, essentially. Yeah, you got two third lines and two top lines. Good yeah. living. It is good living. That's why Ken Holland should be GM of the year, because this Oilers crew did not look too great to end last season. Like They obviously were pretty good, but... He's, uh, he's put some finishing touches on there and, you know, yep. the Evander Kane injury has somewhat helped the others a little bit this season in a, in an odd way in allowing Clem and gave guys Yamark opportunities to come up and mm-hmm. they took it and now they're still here and there you go. That was a nice shot by Rory. What a long look at Bird. Oh no, that'll be a long look at Eagle. They're on the second hole. Damn. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, ski bum JT for par. I haven't had that come up yet. If you're a golf fan and like you're as addicted to the masters as I am, you need to go download the masters app or go on the masters website. You can just star all the golfers you want to watch. And then you go to my group and they play you every shot of just the golfers you want to see. Unbelievable way. That is the future of watching sports. Yeah. It's a great little, imagine it's free, right? Imagine if you could watch an Oilers game. And you're like, I actually really want to dial it in on McDavid and Ekholm. And while you have the game on here on the side, there's just ISOs on McDavid and Ekholm the whole game. That'd be sick. It would be nice if the NHL could adapt a red zone kind of feel to. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm not saying you have to do it every single night, but we have these Wednesday night hockeys and obviously Mm -hmm. hockey night in Canada. Maybe that's when you do it. Maybe you just do it on Wednesdays and Saturdays when you've got a little bit extra games going there. QF Pro says that'd be sick. I agree. Um, Tyler Mulek, if Kane didn't get injured, he'd have like 35 plus goals. Probably. I think he'd be in that 35 goal range. He's on pace for like 33 over 82 games. So, I mean, all that matters is that he's healthy and ready to go for the playoffs, right? That That's it right there with yeah. Evander Kane. Um, flute. It's like red zone, but for golf. Exactly. It's kind of what Liam was saying. Um, Sergeant Battle. We still had Archibald in our lineup last year. There is not one player in the Oilers lineup right now that's worse than Josh Archibald. They're no, upgraded and improved every step of the way. And then they probably have three or four players in Bakersfield that are better than Josh Archibald. Yeah, probably Dylan Holloway, one of them. Why not? Lavoie, Borgo probably is. Mm-hmm. Brad Malone's probably right on par. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, tomorrow's going to be a bro down with our pal Bagged Milk for Star Mechanical. You can check them out, starmechanical.ca. Shout out to AMA Travel. We will have a lot to talk about from the AMA Travel Out of Town scoreboard on tomorrow's edition of the show as well. No game day tomorrow. So we'll probably talk a lot about other sports. Mm-hmm. Why not? Another day of Masters Nation. Another day of Masters Nation. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Oilers Nation every day live from the Sports Closet Studio. 
hit the subscribe button here on Oilers Nation if you haven't already, and then run over. Please go subscribe to the Daily Faceoff YouTube. Do me a personal favor and go subscribe to the Daily Faceoff YouTube. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, noon, Mountain Time. We'll chat with everyone then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.